Bonjour, bonsoir, dear friends. Welcome to JCB Live. You got a teaser this week on Wednesday about this wonderful, charming, charismatic, slightly debonair, and unbelievable weatherman. He looks up, he looks down, he feels the energy, the frequency, the vibration of the interaction of the sun, the moon, and the earth. His name is Drew Anderson. He's a teacher. He's on Fox News on the East Coast, and he gave us a visit to give us thorough advice about the harvest, the intensity of the heat, and the energy of the most and biggest obsession of us all, the weather. So I'm delighted, dear friends, to welcome the famous Drew Anderson. Look at that, Drew. Here we you go. You gotta touch, you gotta touch, you gotta touch. Yeah, gotta... baby. Oh! He did it! Love it. Oh, hey, look at This that. felt like a perfect storm. Look at you right there. <laughs> We're punny in weather. Let me tell you, we can't help but bring up things like that. Ah, cheers. So, give us the definition of an explosion. A storm. Like a deluge, right? A deluge. We're going to do a deluge of wine right here. Ooh, I like that word, deluge. Ah, oh, just the bouquet on this, too. It's so fragrant. Mm. What are we drinking here? Well, we're drinking the best of the best for you. Mm. We thought we wanted to take you upside down. Oh, that's a treat. Because you could say the weather in many languages and certainly all around the world. So just a touch of French. I can do la pluie, rain, la right? pluie. This is fully French, burgundy, pinot mm. noir. Number six and number nine. You know, 69, the yin and the yang. What's interesting is I worked for a television station in the Philly area, 69. WFMZ, and it's called 69. Fox News. Well, now I'm at Fox News. Now I'm at 29. We, we switched some of the numbers around. So what, yeah. what does it feel to, to hear such a sound? Do you think of storms and bolt lightning and explosion when you heard that core coming out? When you hear that... That pop, just like that, mm -hmm. it brings me back to a stormy night. It feels like a little bit of darkness in here. I can hear the rain just pounding on the roof. And then you hear that, that burst of thunder. And you know what thunder is? No, I'm dying oh, to All right, know. I got to tell you this. So this is so interesting. So we've heard of those military jets that fly so fast. They make yeah. that sonic boom. That's it. Well, you're actually hearing that when you hear thunder. Huh. Here's what happens. Lightning is so hot. Lightning is so hot that it's, it's hotter than the surface of the sun. And what that does is... Which is how hot Oh my goodness, sun. let's see, the sun's around, I wanna say 10,000 degrees, the surface. Yeah. It gets hotter as you go in, but lightning's around 50,000 degrees as it moves through the air. And think about you outside on a hot day. What do you do when yes. you're outside? You know, if we're in a suit, you know, we're looking dapper on a well, hot I day. Well, I typically get naked if it's too hot. Well, I was going to say, that's, that's what you got to do. Here's me in the suit. I, we can't do that on TV. It'd be censored. <laughs> so this is me on a hot day. You just kind of spread it like, oh, I'm hot. That's what the air does. When the air is really hot, mm. it expands. And then all of a sudden, that heat of the lightning, it's gone. Just like that. So you know what happens? The air cools down. All the cooler air around yes. that, that warmed up air. What do you do when you're cold outside? You don't have a coat. Yeah. That's what the air does. The air contracts. And what well happens said. is Ooh. that air expands and contracts faster than the speed of sound. And that's the sonic boom. That's the lightning or the thunder that you hear with lightning. I love it. For the first so time cool. in history, I waited to be 39 mm. today to really hear I'm the definition of thunder. This is great. Mm. So why then there is those beautiful white, red, green. Oh, yeah. 
Oh. How does that come about, that beautiful color in the sky? It's all about the sky, and look at this. Look at this beautiful rose color like that. That makes me think of an incredible sunset we have yes. here in the Napa Valley. And you get these gorgeous colors in the sky, just like this. Mm -hmm. There's special 69 right there, the JCB 69, because of the air, of all things. Again. It's so interesting what our it's air does. about the air. We just go and take it for granted when we go outside yes, and breathe. For sure. But it gives us all the vivid skies, because here's why. When light travels through air, the air kind of plays a little defense with that light. And light is made up of all colors of the sun. That's why we see a rainbow. Huh. And what's neat about it is, when you have that light from the sun go through more air, and that's what happens when the sun's a little bit lower on the horizon, we have that sunlight going through much more air. That air's playing more defense. It gets rid of all the blues. Yes. That's the reason why the sky is blue. Blue is really easy to extract out of sunlight. So it just reflects right into the sky. Hmm. And if you take out all the blues and greens, you're left with just the warm colors of the rainbow. These beautiful sights like that. And that's why we get beautiful sunsets, because we've taken out all the other colors. And that leads on some of these stormy days. If the clouds yes. are just right and just thin, you can get incredible colors in the sky like that. I love it. So cool. So well explained. God, so now tell us a cloud, a cumulus, tumulus. Oh, I love How it. Look at them? you. <laughs> you pulled out the textbook. I had to do a lot of research on the weather over the last few days. You cannot imagine. Yeah. And yeah, explain us the clouds. And then I have a very powerful question. So JCP, he was pointing out the clouds outside. He said, hey, look at that. We got yeah. some stratocumulus today. This guy knows his clouds. And what, what's fun about the clouds are they're always different. And mm -hmm. like art and like wine, we take away mm -hmm. what's representative to us yes. at the time. Right? It's For just, sure. It's kind of, it, it speaks almost to where we're at. And so the clouds today, they're the ones that I like. Yes. I like the ones that have a little texture, that kind of have a little bit of a cotton ball. That's it. But listen, this is an East Coast guy out on the West Coast. The West Coast is, listen, we have nicer weather out here. So you know what the clouds look like yeah, today? Have, you have typically more attractive clouds. Oh, it's like the we clouds have the whole of gambit. Paris, painted oh. by Boucher, by Fragonard. And you see those beautiful angel in the clouds. So during oh, the yeah. Renaissance in Italy or France, I mean, that cold weather brings as well beautiful clouds. Oh, differences of temperature, I assume? That's all it is. When yeah. you have those differences in temperature, you yes. make weather. It's that simple. When we have big storms and big clouds, it's because of cold slamming into warm. Mm. So we get much bigger, much more dramatic clouds and much more dramatic weather. Out here with those stratocumulus you're reporting out to me, <laughs> what's cool is we got a little taste of the East Coast because we just had a cold mm -hmm. front stop by to bring some much-needed rain out here to the Napa Valley. But California's saying, listen, East Coaster, we're in the West Coast where we have nice weather, and that's why those cotton balls are squished. There's a lot of dry air up in the sky. For me in the East Coast, the cotton balls would have been much taller, but because of the climate here, the drier air, the sunnier skies are coming back. Tomorrow you're going to have perfectly blue skies again on Wednesday and then you get a little gray after that, and you can get some sprinkles to drop on by. So the Indians, where we are in historical Indian yeah. territories, the Wapo, used to pray, of course, and dance for rains to come. Do you believe in that philosophy that we can spiritually attract what eventually would happen with weather? Think about the world. Big question. Well, think about the world as energy. We're all energy. I feel your energy. Yeah. That's why we love watching you on JCB Live. 
we get exactly what you are. You're the same on camera and off camera. We, we feel you, we feel mm. your vibes, we feel your authenticity. Thank you. When you're putting that real energy and you're really yourself out into the world in any capacity, which you do here, what the different indigenous people did, you're putting that energy into the world. Yeah. And I think of energy like a boomerang, and I mean this. Mm -hmm. What you put out into the world, you receive. it comes back. And think about this. People will do these dream boards where they'll put up different pictures, their goals in life. And you're putting out that energy to make this dream board. You're putting that energy to think about it. And a lot of times when you do that, you eventually get those goals. The so ones that seem like moonshots, yes. that seem unattainable. But it's all about putting that energy into the world. If you do that, you can get it back. And I believe that everything on a kind of a global, more spiritual level is all about energy. And let's face it, the weather is all energy. about energy. Yeah. So what is this obsession of everybody on weather? From apps to people talking about weather. Yeah. And, and, and afterwards, why is weather influencing us so much? Let me tell you a funny story. <laughs> so I'm a meteorologist, got my yes. degree at Penn State. I've taught meteorology at Penn State. Let me tell you something funny happens all too often. My Aunt Gail, love her to death, but she lets me know what the weather is. She says, hey, Drew, what time are we getting the rain? I say, oh, in the afternoon. She goes, oh, well, on TV they said in the morning, or my weather app says, oh, we got it, and we're going to get it in the morning. I go, oh, is that how it is? Okay. She asked me the weather, and she just let me know what her app says. And I'm like, I'm here to tell you what's actually going to happen. So she sets her life around the That's weather. It. She's doing all the planning. Some folks do that. Other folks, let's say you and I met for the first time somewhere. Mm -hmm. We didn't know each other. Yes. What are we going to talk about? The weather. Yeah. It, it affects all of well, us. Well, you know, that's a choice. We may talk about wine. Oh, I like your style. If we were in a friend. bar, we're going to talk about wine. <laughs> you know hey, why? Talking number. about wine, mm. I wanted you to taste this wine, the oldest winery in California. And I understand your uncle is the historian of Wells Fargo. Vice President, Chief Historian. He just retired, and he was telling me all about the history of how we got this right here. It was all from one gentleman yes. who had that vision to bring all these vines from across Europe to here. And Uncle Andy, Uncle Andy was schooling me a little bit about it. And but he's right. Yeah. And can you believe Buena Vista, dear friends, was financed in 1869 by Wells Fargo as it started. Wow. And as you really, really clearly understood and your uncle knows very well, the funding to help those boats to bring back the great varieties from, you know, Europe, yeah. whether it was France, Germany, Italy, uh, Southern Italy, Portugal, Spain, uh, were financed by Wells Fargo at the time on those great boats. It's pretty amazing. Full circle, Andrew is telling me this story. This is pretty good. So cool. It was such a, just a neat family we connection. We need to have him on the show. Absolutely. We're going to get Uncle Andy well, down here. absolutely. He, he's retired. He's got some free time these days. Well, and we have so much mm. to learn about history. Isn't history amazing? You know what's funny? History and weather intersect in so many ways. I created a class for Penn State uh, yeah. for students to get everyone excited because my job for the science classes that I teach, I teach at Westchester University, and I got to get folks to want to be there. The for students sure. that I have are communication majors, business majors. They're not science majors, JCB. 
They, they, they're like, I didn't take, like, I didn't me, take I science. Nothing. Yeah, I don't want to be in a science class. So my job is I got to make them want to be there. We do goofy things. I walk on desks. Seriously, I make big messes in the front of the room. We have fun. I want to make sure the students For sure. want to be there. And one of the things we created is history and weather. You know, let's hmm. face it. Sometimes history can be a little, For you sure. know, snooze fest. But if you can relate to something, it sticks with you. It's almost like a post-it note. For sure. So we made this history and weather class. We look throughout history about key pivotal world moments that the world would have been different had the weather been different. Uh, Napoleon is one. The Battle of Waterloo, part of the reason it didn't go so well, the weather, because it we had that deluge That's of right. rain. Yeah, and it that was led, really a deluge, exactly. Truly, and it led to it not going well for him. Had the weather been great, things would have been much different afterward. Really? And it's so funny how everything... I've never looked at it as the outcome of the weather. Oh, it's D-Day. Yeah. President Eisenhower, he made a decision based on the forecast of when to invade. For sure. And had the weather been different, had they had a really bad weather day, it could have been catastrophic. Mm -hmm. I think it's so fascinating how weather not only affects us, but it touches everything in ways you may not even think about that, like these key world moments. And it's so much fun to discover that. And and why are we so obsessed with the weather? I know, and, right? And why does the weather have so much impact on people's behavior? You know why? No. You can't get it. It's out of your reach. It's out of your reach. And it's, it's out of our control. It's out of our control. And you have this thing that affects you so greatly, yeah. but you have no control over it. So what are you going to do? You're going to be in all of it. And that's why it's cool. I feel that's what catches people is the fact that it's just, it's not out of this world because it's in this world, but it's just such yeah. out of reach. And let's face it, it's so unique. It's so different. Every day it's something different. I, when I go to the TV station to get ready for weather, nearly all the time, my forecast, what I'm talking about, completely different from the week before because I do weekends at the station. And it fascinates me. It fascinates me that there's no just coming in and mailing it in. No. It's so different, it's so unique. Well, on, on that uniqueness yeah. and differences, we are all obsessed, rightfully so, by climate change, mm -hmm. by global warming. So not only, obviously, yeah. you, you, you tell us about the outcome of the weather, but you've studied very carefully yes. the world around us. You've seen its evolution. You've tracked it over the last hundreds of years. What is happening today in terms of climate change? I'll give you the big picture. And I'm going to give you a local picture. And let me start with the view outside my window. I got to tell you, yeah. the view outside my window is not as nice as Napa Valley because, That's you know, right. where I live, it's gorgeous with trees and leaves. And this is the time of the year where trees are changing color. But this fall, not so much. It's really interesting. We've been talking all about huh. it. Uh, the trees have really changed. Your trees around here that aren't evergreens have more color That's than right. me in the east. And I'm farther north than you. And here's the reason why. It's the climate this year. Hmm. Two things are really important to get the leaves to change color. Cold nights, you need temperatures in the 40s or less to mm -hmm. wake up those trees. The sun angle getting less and less these shorter days gets yep. the trees going, but you need those cold nights. Just like actually, yep. um, and a lot of times with agriculture, and as you know firsthand, the weather plays such a par just a paramount role. So it hasn't really been cold this fall very much at all at night. And on top of that, it's been really dry. 
And because of that, that affects how long the leaves will be on the trees. Since this is very dry, what's going to happen is they're briefly going to change, and then yes. they're gone like that. They just drop when it's dry. That's it. So there's been these trends in the east where I live, drier, warmer. Mm-hmm. And it's not just me. It's around the world. And we hear about climate change and different things like this. Let me tell you what alarms scientists. It's not that the Earth is warming. That's natural. The Earth is warm and cooled since day one. We go through warming trends yes. and cooling trends. Mm-hmm. Here's what's alarming, just how fast it's warming. Yeah. And now we're getting to a point that we can notice it. It's affecting our lives. It's affecting the fall color that we love oh, in sure. Pennsylvania. And harvest and quality of oh, products. Yeah. And you know that firsthand. firsthand. Let me tell you a story about Gettysburg. Yeah. So the, we were talking history. Let's talk about a little history from the Civil War in Pennsylvania, yes. one of the most visited sites in Pennsylvania. A lot of vineyards, believe it or not. I, I know I, I'm going to hold their ears. They, they can't hear me talking about Pennsylvania wine. But, uh, but in Pennsylvania we, and in New York, we have um, some vineyards, and it's mainly around the Gettysburg area. That's right. And I've seen it firsthand, some of these winters, where temperatures are in the 70s and 80s in February. Huh. Think about that. February. So what happens is when you get these warm trends for a while like that, it wakes up the vines. The juices start to flow. Well, it's February. So if you get a cold period in March, which traditionally will happen, if you get these crazy warm-ups, you can, it's still winter, you can still get snow and get cold for two weeks, that can be catastrophic to the crop. They were telling me in Gettysburg that had it stayed colder longer in March, uh, the yield would not have been good. So we're noticing these bursts of warmer weather in times it shouldn't be. For us in the winter, we don't really see snow as much instead we just get these big bursts of snow and it's not staggered because it's too warm so we're starting to see this warming trend affect us firsthand and that's what is alarming scientists in the last couple years we weren't seeing this much that's why you might have heard people say for sure hey maybe that's not happening well if it's not in your backyard you don't know but now it's like oh my goodness it's no Mm -hmm. question what can we do and that affects so many things like vineyards and it's alarming, and it leads to more bugs. We've had so much problems with these spotted lanternflies. Do you hear about these spotted lanternflies? They essentially will just destroy Mm. vineyards, gone. And part of the reason they can do that is the warmer weather is creeping more and more north, so they're getting to more places than they normally would. They're invasive species, came over on some wood or something like that. And the warmer weather is allowing these pests to spread and Pennsylvania fought so hard to keep them away from the vineyards because huh. they knew it would be catastrophic to them. And I've seen it firsthand in the Reading area, one of the bigger cities in Pennsylvania. Uh, JCB, it, it looks like a plague. It looks like someone came in and just ate all the leaves off the yeah, plants. It's, it's sad. And it's all part of this climate change. So now, in your daily yeah. phenomenal, exciting, fabulous, yes. attractive world that you, mm. you have, which is weather, there's a lot more than the synopsis we get. Is it going to be sunny, cloudy? What's the temperature? What's the rain level? The nuts and bolts. And, and nuts and bolts, five, six parameters that we all look mm-hmm. at. Give us the, the what happens in the background to get Oh, it. I'm doing the science. I'm being a weather That's nerd. Right. I'm a little science guy behind the scenes. Yeah. So our job on television is to share the information, much like how when you do one of these videos, you're so relatable. You're so personable. Thank you. That's our job on TV. We have to take the science, and I gotta make sure everyone watching who didn't go to school for science, hates science, I don't understand science. You know, those folks, they don't need to hear me dropping science terms and getting into high pressure, low pressure. I learned over the years 
the best and most powerful form of science communication is take that technical science out of the way. That's for me in college to talk about these textbook terms. It's yes. for me to understand behind the scenes. So I analyze all these different weather maps. We have about three main future radars okay. that give us the weather for the next week. You got us, the United States. You got European, which, by the way, is the best. It's consistently it? related. Why is the that best? the best? For whatever reason, the kind of the, the back end, the physics, the math, all of that, it's just fine-tuned where a lot of times it's more accurate than the rest. So a lot really? of meteorologists like that. Huh. But just because one may be better than the others, you're looking at the blend. You're going to look at the American, which, oh, man, I lean toward. A lot of meteorologists love the European. And then, of course, we've got to give respect to our friends to the north, the Canadian. So what you do is you look at those three future radars. Really? Okay. You compare them. Let's say we have a big storm because out where I live, we get big storms here. For sure. In Napa Valley, we're just praying for rain. Mm -hmm. But in the east, so we look at the three, and the question's this. Do they all show it in the same place at the same time? If they do, they say, hey, I just put my feet up. Life is easy in the weather center. No big deal. I have a job because I have to bring that skill that the computer can't. The computer, if they disagree, takes the average. That's right. I'm here to say, oh, you know what? The American has been better with this type of weather pattern in the last couple months. We need to lean more toward that one and ignore kind of what the Euro is showing, the European model. That's right. So we look at the blends, and when they differ, that's when I have to use my skill set. And I put that all together and use some little nuances because, as you know, there's so many microclimates, these tiny little nuances For sure. of the weather here in Napa Valley. That's true anywhere. There's all these little differences because maybe you're around the mountains. Maybe you're just at the foot of the mountains where the colder air just drains down. You need to consider that because these little small nuances play a big role, but our models can't pick up on them as much. And that was my big question as well, is how do you all succeed to be so precise mm. and local? Because yeah. I, I feel it seems approachable to be more macro. Oh, of course. Like, you know, overview, okay, Northern California is going to look that yeah. way. But then you zero it in so oh, yeah. much to the local town even and telling us when the precipitation are going to come, where are the high lows yeah. are going to come. How do you get to that level? Is it through all the satellites we have? Is it Well, first and foremost, that's what you want to know. You yeah. want to know what the weather is in your backyard. For sure. You know, we don't care so much about Northern California. The big picture, the macro, that's easy. Big picture weather, super easy. What makes it difficult is those models, those future radars we chatted about, yes. they don't have the precision to go down to, to ground level. That's also where we bring our skill. And this is all the stuff we're doing behind the scenes. We're here to just to give you the information on TV and make it fun and relatable yeah. and clear. But when we look at it is when you forecast in an area for a period, yes. you know it, you feel it. Mm -hmm. Just like think about these different wines. When, you know, this is your baby, you've been tracking it and making it and when you have it and think about it you almost feel like it's part of you right? that's right for sure and that comes with local weather so i know in pennsylvania when we get a certain weather set up a cold front like this when it starts dropping down south we're going to be way way warmer than any computer thinks i just know that because i know this regional influence from studying the weather locally wow. that whatever the computer says up the high five to ten degrees and every time it's right Weather and forecasting weather is pattern recognition. Farmers, any mm -hmm. farmer is, I would argue, a better meteorologist than I am because that's so important to their livelihood. They study the weather. They study what it's like there. 
when you understand mm -hmm. that when you get a wind from this direction, yes. we're going to eventually get rain, or you feel it's getting more humid, you're just studying these patterns, and you notice that, okay, when this happens, that happens. Any local meteorologist will have studied that. So we can bring that skill to really give that precision to the area because we notice, okay, when this happens, that's going to happen. And that's how you get to the ground. And that's what the computers can't do yet. They don't have the precision to go all the way down. Mm -hmm. They kind of look more big picture. And the problem is the computing power. They literally have warehouses of just computer brains that run these weather models, but it takes so long to process all of that, to model what our air does, that they can only do it a couple times a day. But down the line, maybe I will be out of a job. Maybe they'll make bigger warehouses and they'll get that. When did we start in the world to forecast oh weather? To be so obsessed with, mm. with this, rather than to live the way time and weather gives us the energy they want in many ways. And, and I need to confess, <laughs> besides harvest and certain key time of the year, I don't look at the weather. Good. I love to wake up, it is the way it is, and I'm going to live the way it is, and I'm not going to let gray or clouds influence my behavior or overly sunshine, but this is me personally. I'm sure maybe I would live you know, gray weather for 30 or 40 days in a row. Maybe it would affect me, but I don't think I've ever had really weather affecting me to the way that I've seen on others. So that obsession is, is insane, right? And, and who is the person who really started this trend in your world of history? It speaks to your personality. So I'm like you. I just roll with it. I'm spontaneous. Yes. I'm going to get in my car. I want to go drive down to Virginia and hike the Appalachian Trail. That's the way I live. I don't worry about the weather. When I see something, when I see an obstacle, I go around it. Yes. And I don't worry about obstacles ahead of time. My lady friend, on the other hand, she's a planner. We're going to do X, Y, and Z. It's going to be like this. So let's say, for example, we want to go hiking. She's going to be, she's also a meteorologist, but she's going to be tracking the weather. This is going to happen. Oh, we can't do that day. It's not going to be perfect. We're going to do that. And I say to her, I say, let's worry about it that day. You know, let's not think about these things. And that's what it goes back to when you're a planner. Yes. And it's important that X, Y, and Z happens. And your world is upside down when it doesn't go the way you plan. And that's just a personality trait. There's nothing bad about it. We're just all different people. Well, folks that kind of skew that side, like my lady friend, the weather is very important because that will turn the world upside down. And think about it when your world's upside down. Oh, my God. So I understand. My mom's friend, she's always worried about the weather. We're going to do something because it's going to affect our plans. Whereas you have folks like us where we just go, oh, starting to rain? Nah, we'll go tomorrow. <laughs> so it's about you. Yeah. And I think what we really got obsessed about it is I think there's more folks that are more planners than they are not planners. I've never had an assignment book in my life. But school, I would just remember the assignments in my head. I wouldn't worry about it. We'll make everything work. And I think more folks, because think about professions that trains you to be structured, mm -hmm. to be planners. That rubs off in your personal life. Yes. And the weather can just ruin a day faster than you know it. And if that happens once, we learn from our mistakes. So these folks that are planners don't ever want that to happen again. So they become obsessed with the weather. Folks like you and me, Weather's not going to ruin my day. Hey, some days I like the rain. I'll go outside and walk in it. I don't care. I don't need an umbrella. I'll just walk fast. Other days, uh, I'm not feeling it. It's all about our mood. I feel we're, we're yes. more reactionary to our mood. Mm -hmm. And I think of things like this. You know, most 
of what we do is it's more reaction than it is the actual action. And I feel that's what makes things successful is, okay, the action might be, I'm not going to go to dinner tonight because it's pouring rain, but what's your reaction to it? I'm going to go, I won't eat right now. I'll eat a little bit later and go out. Or, hey, I'll go tomorrow. Some people handle the reaction a lot better than other folks. And I think that all comes to play. So that's a little uh, Dr. Anderson for you, a little psychology and weather too. Well, talking about Dr. Anderson, what do you think of this wine? Oh, so and what would all, your lady friend say about this wine? Oh, she mm. enjoys her wine. Meteorologists, I will tell you, there's a trend. They like their Chardonnay mm. and they like their Pinot Noir. It's almost as if you knew that. I didn't tell JCB that. And it's interesting how that showed up. I know so many meteorologists, they're the two. And it's funny that those two wines just come into play. First of this, this is a gorgeous sunny sky. When Ooh, I look at this, I like look this how clear. It's clear like a clear blue sky in Napa Valley that we'll see tomorrow and Wednesday. You can hold me to that forecast. But then that, that just the Christmas of the yellow reminds me of the sun. And then let's just smell it for a minute. You know, you really got to share with everyone watching and enjoying the conversation at home. You know, everyone at home, our dear friends watching right now, they're with us on an empty seat right there. So we got to make sure they mm, can smell it. The fragrance here. And hopefully they've opened a bottle of wine, too. Of course. As we hope. The Buena Vista. Each time on the show, Buena Vista. Yes. In honor of my Uncle Andy and sharing the history of of Wells Fargo, they helped that. I think that's so cool. So Wells Fargo, more than stagecoaches, they would do protection for stagecoaches across the country, mainly for gold. But for that gentleman that was the father of winemaking in California, they actually, Wells Fargo, protected the vines coming over across seas, and then on their way out to California. So cool. Pretty amazing. And came close to you because mm. the next one we're going to have, and I'm going to ask you to finish this because oh, I know done. you love it. And the next mm. one is fascinating. It's the Zinfandel. So now we're going to try the Zinfandel here. And this mm. wine is the very strong uniqueness of what, what America has to offer. There's no other country in the world making Zinfandel. And he brought it through New Jersey, we think, as a grape variety from Italy. Can you imagine? And this is called Zinfandel. And this one is very special, so you're going to tell us about it. But before you do, what does two meteorologists talk about romantically? (laughs) I have to ask that question. Not the weather, or you're going to have lightning show up. We don't need that. (laughs) You know, you got to leave the weather away because we'll start debating about the weather. I'll say it's dry. And, well, listen, we've had days where I say, listen, that's not going to happen. And then, so the less weather you can talk about, the better. Let me tell you that. Leave that. But do you think, though, um, as we do, because a lot of those yeah. lines are organic and biodynamic. Sustainable, too. Sustainable. And mm. we use the biorhythm of Mother Nature, which means the interaction of the moon, the sun. The energy. And the earth together. Do you feel this has a big influence on your partner's behavior? The interaction of the moon, the sun? I think about when the full moon is, and I think, hmm, I understand when the full moon's coming up. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding, but I will tell you. Well, I'm a big believer of that person. Oh, there's no question. The weather affects my mood, and I mean that. It's not because I do the weather or anything like that. I know I'm happier. I feel good. I want to do more things 
on a sunny blue sky day. I'll do road trips. I'm more spontaneous. Yes. Give me Seattle weather. That overcast you were talking about for weeks. Yeah. You know, winter in Seattle, it's not that it rains all the time. It's cloudy all the time. That's why they need so much coffee. The caffeine makes you feel good. It lifts you yeah. up, lifts up your spirits. When you have cloudy days, and we just had a period, and October is usually our driest, bluest month. We just had a period, just like last year, where we had a week of just overcast and gray. I'm not myself. I'm not yeah. as happy. I'm not as fun. Yeah. And I notice the weather affects my mood. Of course, that's going to affect things, you know, between both of us. We're going to be sure. maybe a little more agitated, not as, uh, you know, easygoing. And it's all because of the weather, of that's all things. Amazing. Not that you really think about it, but it's true. The weather affects you. But the beauty is you know how to escape because you, Mr. Expedition. Yes! So oh would goodness. you want to share with us how a weatherman... Very well known, very charismatic, very kind. charming, of course. Who are you talking about? That's not me. <laughs> no, that's her. Of course. Oh. Because <laughs> yes. maybe I've met her without you. The answer to is make yes. sure you were the right candidate to be on the JCB Live. <laughs> Listen, the answer is always yes. Whatever she says, yes, and that's why things are great. It's, it's yes, absolutely, yes. So, oh how my did goodness. we become as men so submissive to women <laughs> when it could have been the other way around? What, what happened to us as male? Listen, there's someone who really controls the world, and it's not us. We may put our suits on, you know, and... And a uh, beautiful pink tie. We may be different positions, but the truth is, we don't run the world. And history now is catching up, right? I love all the movements. Let's put more women as CEOs. Let's get this more pervasive, because the truth is... They've been the ones in charge since day one. But why are yeah. they so in charge? Why you so cleverly have recognized that so fast? It's the allure. It's the, the kind of like the weather. They're almost unattainable. And you want to obtain that. Like you mm. want to, don't you want to control the weather? I, I would love to control the weather. I want blue skies every day. I want California weather every day in Pennsylvania. Well, what's kind of maybe the closest you can get kind of can having that control over the person you're with. Mm -hmm. And since really women are just making everything run and work are so important, it's magnetic. And we will do anything that women want because really the end of the day, they make everything to come together. But listen, that's just my two cents. Well, and Everyone I share your thought. two cents. <laughs> to full control of the world by the women of the 21st century. Yes. Yes. I love it. Exploit us under the clouds, the rain, the storm, and the sunshine of the world. Oh my goodness, that is Woo! delicious. So yes, tell, tell me what this mm. makes you feel after the statement you just made. Ooh la la. I'm, I'm going to buy now. handcuffs and a leash and just <laughs> say to my lovely wife and daughters, just pull Listen. me when you need me. <laughs> this makes me melt. You know, you're saying this. When I have this, I just kind of mm. melt in the seat right here. This is just... Do let yourself melt. Mm. Not like a cloud because we still need you. No liquefaction. But totally. I need a timeout like anyone else. We need yeah. a, you know, I need a you day. You know what's so tasty and so good about this? I'm coming Give me a little back. topper. Yes. Here we are. This, this speaks to me. This resonates with me. It not only goes down so easy and not in a way that I just want to pour it down to get yeah. a little, you know, enjoying the happy sure. hour a little more. What really kind of attracts me to this in particular is that it feels like it fits me. Mm -hmm. It feels like it, it almost kind of kind of resonates with me in that it's going down easy for a reason. 
it just it feels easy it feels right this feels like this wine fits me so it feels like it's part of me that's why i just kind of have this it. and go the wine is part of you mm. the wine fits you and that's a good night and if you had a dream now yeah and you want to share mm. that dream with this bottle of wine what would you want to dream i would want to dream of different places around the world i would have this i would think about this And I think about my view. Mm. The kind of the crispness of this, I would think of a nice crisp view, a clear sky, a blue sky, mountains in the distance, a little snow cap to that mountain right there. Unlike a lot of people, I love the cold. I want to be in a cold weather place. So I am envisioning Iceland, the volcanoes that are ice capped because mm. it is volcanically active in Iceland. Iceland's really cool. Yes. It's on the divide between the North American plate and the European plate, these rock plates over yes. time, they pull apart. And when that happens, you make volcanoes the and blue, you make earthquakes. Blue, the Blue Lagoon. Yes, <laughs> it's so pretty. Hey, you know what's funny? Like the sky, when we see really deep, rich, blue skies like we have out here in Napa Valley, yes. it means the air upstairs is really dry. In Pennsylvania, the skies a lot of times get more milky, like kind of like a milky white to it. And it just means the air is more humid. And it all has to do with the way that that sunlight moves through air. When the air is a little more humid, a little more moisture to it, yes. that sunlight moves differently, and that leads to kind of a milky color. When the air is really dry, it turns out there's actually less air in the air because humidity, kind of that, that moisture, water, I see. actually weighs a little bit more than normal air. So when you have less of it, sunlight travels through better, so you get a vivid, more better looking blue and it goes back to the blue lagoon when you see just incredible yes. kind of caribbean sort of deep blue sort of color in lakes it actually has to do with the depth as sunlight hits really deep water it's going to be much more blue hmm. whereas when it's not as deep it's not going to be as blue volcanic minerals add to that i was just recently in costa rica yes and i went to a river that looked like the ocean you would see in the Caribbean. And you're thinking, wait a minute, how could a river look so deep and blue and like ocean water, the volcanic minerals interacting with that sunlight gives a color unlike any else. So I think about sipping this, thinking of those blues in the sky and the blues by the river in front of me. And that's what I love about traveling. I've been fortunate to go to every continent and it's all about perspective. I look at traveling not to go, oh, I want to go on the beach, but what can I learn? Yes. What can I learn to That's better well understand said. something? I'll tell you a funny story about Africa. I went to wine country in Africa. Mm. In so for around Ca so Cape South Town. Africa, what? South Africa, the tip of Africa, Cape Town's right on the water. Yeah. GCB, I'll admit to you and all our friends watching, I was ignorant. I thought I'd never been to Africa, so I didn't know any better. I thought every part of Africa looked like a safari. There'd be safari animals. It would be dry. It'd be a savanna. It'd be, you know, yeah. not much vegetation. I went to Cape Town. It could not be more green. It could not be more lush. And truthfully, when you got into the countryside of Cape Town, where their wine country is in Africa, in South Africa, it reminded me of the San Francisco area. Very green, very lush. And it's the influence of the climate. When you're on the water, you're gonna have all that moisture coming in from off the water. You're gonna be green, you're gonna be vibrant. You get into the country and get farther north, yes, then it looks like what I had in my head. But traveling gave me perspective. Perspective in two ways. Perspective in, oh, the world's not how I picture it. 
you gotta go see it because you learn that it's not what you have in your head. I went to the Galapagos Islands. I thought it was gonna look like Jurassic Park. I'm ready for green. I'm ready for turtles everywhere. No, the islands are basically desert islands. They're right. islands in the water, but they're desert-like. And that's why I love traveling. You learn so much. You learn things that you learn about yourself because when you change the view of your world or the view of something you think and it's changed, it's upside down. That's right. You really learn and your world changes. And then secondly, it gives me perspective on what we have, on where we live. I better understand what it's like here in the United States. And I think that's so cool. And you've traveled mm -hmm. all over. You know what I'm saying. Of course. Now, on that note, uh, what weather would you wish when it's going to be the time to mm. propose to your oh! beautiful, gorgeous fiance? Are you sharing a, a lead? Are you sharing the top story before it's supposed well, to get there? Journalists do not ever share their sources and what they hear. You got you to gotta keep that in the vault. But well, of if course. it was the case, so let's make an assumption. Of course. Would you want it to be rainy and very romantic and foggy? Would you want it to be sunny with no clouds? Would you want the clouds with a little bit of sunlight coming through? And as the I moon... can plan for that too. Yes. I would know. I, I would know, know the time. So would you plan for what? Oh my goodness. So do I want the skies perfect or do I want something memorable? That speaks about me. That almost is talking about what would I want? And I have to tell you, because it's very representative of me, I'd want perfect. I'd want perfect blue skies. I'd oh, want it. Oh, you do? I'd want everything. You know, I'm not a planner. I'm not someone who plans it all out. But in that instance, I'd want the sky to not have a cloud at all. I would get it on a dry air day. And it would just be of just a beautiful, perfect day. Because that day should be perfect. And, and isn't perfection like Dracula would imagine? storm and you know everything else and hail and snow and <laughs> that intense very cold she's naked under her fabulous fur coat that's the honeymoon and oh that's the honeymoon okay i knew you were gonna get there <laughs> i got him dear friends to go there because you know we're talking about romance here well think about this right so it's all about your perspective when you see art you see something different from picture than yes, I see, right? For sure, we all do. And what I take away from that is, sure, you want something memorable. You want like crazy lightning, something like that. Well, there's places you can go. I know a meteorologist, he got married, and you know where his honeymoon was? They went, actually, no, no, they got married actually at an active volcano where you look down and you actually see lava. I just recently went there, it's in Nicaragua. And you can, you know, there's clouds coming out, but when the wind blows a little bit, you, you see a little orange there. And so if you want something like that, it's memorable, but think about this. Then that takes over. Then that's the story. Mm -hmm. That's not the story. That crazy weather, that, that, that volcano, that lava you see, that's really more the story. So you want your you, blue eyes, I mean, the blue skies, it's just about the us. blue suits to be about Listen. It's a perfect picture in the background. It's about us. We don't want to think about the weather. That's we true. just want to think about us because it's about our connection. I like that. We shouldn't be worried about some crazy dramatic weather that's going to get our attention. The tension's on us. That's. I will have a chance of this. So, ah, so love what, it. what inspires you? Mm. Let's go to a man who predicts the weather day and night, morning and afternoon and evening. What inspires you in life? 
getting humbled mm. because we're pretty good. I'm not gonna lie, everyone everyone jokes about us 50%. Oh, please. There's more. Please. We have more. We're just getting started. Zinfandel, Zinfandel. We're just getting friend. started. I, I'm telling you, this fits me really well. You know, folks talk about sometimes about something fits you like a glove. Yeah. This is really resonating with me. And it's much more about the flavor because as you know, wine is much more about the flavor. It's about how it connects with you. And for me, the richness, kind of the deepness in this just works for me. And it, for it, it fits sure. me well. It's almost like it's like a piece of me. So to what you say, every once in a while, I think I got it. I think I can beat the computers because that's my job, to beat the computer. Beat so the that's average. your big inspiration is to do that. And I usually can, but sometimes, oh, <laughs> it doesn't go so well. You know, folks, when we come when we come to winter weather, and let's say we call for a big snowstorm, then we just get a any bitty little snowstorm in the east. People make fun of us. Ah, what's the weather guy now? Anything, 50% chance of rain every day. They make fun of us if we overpredict. If you underpredict, they want our blood. So you're never right. They want our blood. Always you're right. But if we get it wrong and we didn't call for enough and too much, the plow truck guys, seriously, it's happened to me. They're calling me. They're saying, you didn't call for this, this storm. I wasn't ready. All my clients are calling me. You didn't say we're going to get six inches. We're only going to get an inch. What happened? Oh, people want my blood. So when those <laughs> moments happen, I'm humbled. We never realize all those things, do we? Oh, my goodness. I'm humbled. And I understand that what I think I know, I don't know. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you have to understand is, and we're, I would say, nine times that, more than nine times, almost 97% always correct For about sure. the weather. Yes. But those 3%, you know, I know why I got it wrong. Because I expected that to happen and not that. I didn't think that would happen, but it did. So and the weather plays a trick on you. When I'm humbled like that, that's what inspires me. Because mm -hmm. I know I don't know everything. Yeah. I'll never know anything. But it inspires me to keep learning. It inspires me to travel more, to do more. Because of being humbled like that from the weather, I know that I'll never know everything, but I want to keep trying to learn and experience and get more education as much as I can in all different places. And that's what inspires me, getting humble. So what's your dream? Oh my goodness, I have to tell you. Besides I've been that blue sky and proposing. <laughs> it's coming, my dear. What are you, my mom? My mom's always <laughs> saying, when am I getting grandkids? When are you getting this done? You've been dating for years now, come on. You're gonna have to put oh the gosh. right moon to get Listen, uh, triplets. I love Pennsylvania I know you want five reason. at once, right? That's what you told me. She wants three. Oh. Uh, three I, at the same time, I, I just met someone. It's boom, boom, boom. Oh, she's looking boom, boom, boom. I'm told by this age, I want one. By this age, we have to have all three. And I'm thinking, uh, one's even a big leap for me because I know that's the end of- What about uh, having three at the same time? That's what I mean. Oh my goodness, could you- I imagine? have twins. You have twins, right. Yeah, you have the two girls. And having or, three, um, we got to go for five next time. Oh my goodness. We haven't made love in three years, but whenever we do again- You're saving it up to roll the dice to get it. Oh my goodness. Right, Gina, it's coming, it's coming. You want to, so you're more than doubling down. You're, you're, you're quad, no, what's five? It's not quadruple. Four is quadruple. Five is yeah. sinking. Yeah, great for the triplets. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, you know, to me, when it comes to all that sort of perspective and yes. different things, is what I want to take away is not plans. Let's just let the world have control That's because it. you don't know, like the weather. I'm the weather's you. in control. Let what happen happen. And it's funny because we butt heads because, you know, 
She she's is the planner. other way. She's a planner. She wants it X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, let's just roll with it. And they say opposites attract. Mm. And you know what? Just like a storm, to get storms, it's opposites. Cold air, like we were talking earlier, when cold air slams into warm air, you get storms. The more cold it is, the more hot it is slamming each other, the bigger the storms. Oof. So the bigger the opposites, the bigger the personality, you know, the bigger the events and things like that. I like that. And I think there's something to be said. Hot and cold. The weather is like us. Yes. It really is. Opposites attract. Opposites make the weather. Isn't that interesting? Cheers to what, that. What a toast, dear friends. Mm. Didn't we have an amazing time? And now comes the moment where Drew Anderson himself will give us the big message. He does it every day on Fox News, on the East Coast, Channel 29, Fox 29. Right? Love Fox 29. Yeah. I have to tell you, and I'm not saying this because I work there. I've worked at many stations, mm -hmm. worked at many places. The best place I've ever worked. The bosses make me feel valued. The colleagues are perfect. It's professional. It's a wonderful place. In television, you may have seen that show, The Newsroom on HBO. Yes. There's a lot of big personalities in TV, a lot of kind of like button heads, a lot of crazy stuff can I'm happen sure. TV. At this spot, at this station, I just feel privileged to work there because it's such a great team and it's such a great place and it makes me happy to go there. And I, I mean this. When I go to the station, I, I sit there sometimes and I think, I can't believe I'm here. Sure, it's a big deal to work in a big city like Philadelphia, sure. like I do. Well, in a big station like Fox. Of I course. Mean, what a big deal. But I sit there sometimes, I'm just in awe of the opportunity. And the bosses make it so clear they think that I'm great, which is so nice to have that reinforcement. And I don't think of myself like that. I don't think about that I'm good on air. And I understand that my skill set's above average, but I don't think about me I'm just there to share the weather. I don't. I don't look at TV as oh, I'm you know getting an ego or I'm yeah. I'm going. On. I don't even think about the folks. I'm there because I love the weather, and I want to share my love of the weather. And I think it comes through on TV. Like when we watch the JCB live, we feel your love of Thank life. You. We feel your love of just the world, and we feel your love of wine. We feel you. I mean, we Thank we truly you. feel your energy, and that's what I want to share. I want to share my passion with and everyone. And you do it so well. And here's would be my big message. So many of us yes. do not treat ourselves. We don't indulge in some of our passion, our drive. I was just talking just to a colleague of mine at the school I teach at, and very rarely does she do something for herself. She's a people pleaser. Yeah. She wants to please her friends, work for you know, make everything easier for everyone else. Treat yourself. Think about yourself first. Mm -hmm. There's something that you've wanted to do that you haven't done it yet. It's time, do it. And when you do that, it's gonna open your world, but more importantly, it's gonna open your perspective and more things are come. My colleague, for the first time, she was usually would always go to, a, she loves bluegrass. She would always try to find someone and do it with someone and cater to that person. She went, you know what? I'm gonna do something myself. I, a lot of times, I've traveled with all my friends around the world, but then I'm like, I love traveling. My friends aren't available, I'll just do it myself and you have a great time. Don't be worried about doing something yourself with no one else. Do it for you, and when you do that, you're gonna go, oh, that was a great time. I met so many people, I had so much fun, and it's gonna open something new in you. It's gonna inspire you to do something more, but it's about time you did something for yourself, and you didn't worry about anyone else. That's the key. So well mm. said. Drew Anderson, ladies and gentlemen, Fox News 29. The man who could tell you the weather, 
and most likely as well predict the inner side of you. He's a true psychologist, mm. as we learned today, and so much fun. And I'm so glad. Oh, you need a little more. I love Drew, it. We could not leave it just at that. My mom's not allowed to watch this. She's learning something. She's, she's, she's hearing the future before she's allowed to know. My gosh, you got something out of me you're not hey, supposed to. To your mm. fiancé to come, and we'll be there with the weather on the actual D-Day. Bonsoir, dear friends.